Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week's guest is Ziggy. Uh, Ziggy started playing the Dark Souls games uh, with Demon Souls almost 10 years ago, but it's taken him a long time to finish all of them. Um, he explains why and how all of that works in this episode. Uh, just a quick side note, we have some audio issues in this. I'm not sure if this was on my end or Ziggy's end, but we had some volume fluctuations and some kind of some some noise on the mic so apologies for that i'll take full the blame for that because ziggy was a great guest and he volunteered his time to be on the show so without any further ado enjoy the episode i started out I think it was, I gotta check, I've been trying to keep track of, like, when all these games came out, and it feels like it was just, like, a year or two ago, but, uh, no, it was, it was almost 10 years ago. I started 2010, I was, uh, just finishing up my first, kind of, like, internship, and I had enough money, I just bought a PS3 earlier with a few paychecks from that, and so I saw on, on the Something Awful forum, the the dark souls thread the demon souls thread and so i i was kind of looking for something that was like oblivion even after you know as many years as that came out i've somehow wished upon a monkey paw and my curse is that i forever must play elder scrolls games so i was looking for something to fill that gap and i saw on that thread there was it was one of the tokyo game show playthroughs where it was I, I think that was like everyone kind of thought that was a disaster when it came out, but I was looking at it. And I was like, "This is this is I need this." <laughs> so the next day, I like run over to a, uh, a GameStop and I pick it up, and it's it was like twenty bucks. It was like dirt cheap, and so I I took it and I just dove right into it and sucked horribly, <laughs> like everybody does in their first Souls game. Absolutely, um, I. And I, you know, I made the same mistakes that everyone with Demon Souls does. I go, I finish one one, I can't find the monumental, and then I go straight to one two. <laughs> and I, I actually didn't have that much of a problem with one two. I had a problem with two one. Um, but I, I strictly remember like fighting the tower night and winning super early in the morning, and like. I was so excited. I like told everyone in the house that I just like beat the tower night. Like it was like I was like a five year old kid, just so excited that I did it. And <laughs> that, that sense of uh, satisfaction that you get for accomplishing something for the first time in a Souls game is is I think maybe the reason that everybody from like a bunch of different backgrounds and a bunch of different interests keep coming back to these games. Yeah, there's there's nothing like it, and. I, I don't feel that in a lot of other games. Um, that and like the the mystery, especially with Demon Souls, had where like I, I think I think it was Miyazaki that talked about the idea of like having a book in English and not understanding all the words, but he mm-hmm. kind of pieced together a story and his mind fills in the blank. That was Demon Souls for me because I it took me a long time to finish Demon Souls. Um, and I tried not to look as much at like as much as I could. I tried not to look online to see what what's next. So immediately after finishing a boss, like I wouldn't even go to the next area. I just kind of, I would like stop, wait a little bit. And like in my head would just be running like, what is going to happen next in it? Did you end up looking at anything at all? Because just like thinking about the, you know, the upgrade tree in Demon Souls is one of the is the thing that I always tell people. Like, yeah, just look that up. Like, it won't spoil you, and you, you and you need to know that stuff. That I looked up. Um, I looked up the Iron Spider because I was after Tower Knight. I was deathly afraid of the Armored Spider. Um, and I bought it in January. So like while I was playing through, I think. 2010 was the year that they did the Valentine's Day World Tendency event, mm-hmm, sure where was. they started that. Mm-hmm. Um, so once that kind of hit, I was like, well, what's World Tendency? And so I was looking that up and seeing how that affects things. And I, I 
vaguely understood it enough to um, go and try to kill the Black Phantom Executioner. Because um, I think that opens up in two, one, two. And so I was trying to kill the Executioner, and I killed the end. I was like trying to loot as much as I could from it, and um, that I definitely had to look up. And even now, like looking back, I don't think I could... Off the top of my head, I don't think I could tell you exactly how it works. <laughs> I can't either. Uh, and I, I and now that the, the servers are down, like it's even weirder because it's all local. And or you could oh, you know, yeah. go with go to the Reddit thread where people are posting um, like their own weird DNS servers. A former guest actually has one of those running. Uh, I don't know if it's public, so I don't really want to. I don't want to say anything about it, but. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, apparently these these Reddit folks are posting these fake demon server souls servers, and then people are using it to hack people's games and to grief them. And I'm like, that. <laughs> what are you doing, guys? This is the opposite oh. of being good people and good souls people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like I one hand I I understand people wanting to like be mean because it's a souls game, but at the same time, that's not that's not doing the right kind of. That's, that's, that's doing the wrong dirty. kind of trolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like all of those things are are so uh, are so like they're they're just so opaque. Like you just have no idea what what you're doing with them at, at any time. So. Yeah, and and I think that was part of what led to that that almost like mysticism that Demon Soul still has in my kind of head is that like that crazy idea that they could just try a lot of weird different things and a lot of it like a surprising amount of it stuck, but the things that didn't still kind of had this weird, like unknowable edge to them. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Absolutely. Like, yeah, no. yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. It's, um, it's, it's something like, it, you, you know, you mentioned it earlier with the reading a book in a language and only getting like maybe 60% of it. Like that's, that's kind of like the, the weird mystery to demon souls and dark souls and bloodborne and, and the entire series, right. Of just, there's something here. All of this is here on purpose, but I don't know to what purpose all of this is here for. And that's, that's something that's like really fascinating to me. Shadow of the Colossus yeah. does this real well with just rocks and I still have yeah. no, no idea why they're like, I'm so fascinated with the placement of rocks or, or trees or what have you, but there's just something purposeful to it that you don't, and you don't really know. Yeah. It's, it's that idea that Nick, you just said it like that this is here and it's placed on purpose, but I don't think you're meant to know the purpose or the purpose wasn't meant for you to understand it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, I, I didn't end up beating Demon Souls until like three years after I bought it. Well, after like everyone that I tried to convert into souls, uh, ended up beating the game. So I was kind of the last of the pack in that, on, <laughs> at least Demon Souls. Um, what, I mean, so I want to ask number one, like these friends that you were encouraging to play Demon Souls, like, did they hate you after this or were they, or did they, cl- did they click with the game and kind of go with it? A lot of them clicked with the game. One of them kind of hates me because, um, like, whenever a new game, because after Demon Souls, I was I was hooked. Every single game was day one, um, and one of them got gets really annoyed whenever like a new Souls kind of comes out, and like from two on, after two, he was just kind of done with it. Um, but everyone else, I mean, like. Uh, Nick was on the uh, on did don't give up. Mm-hmm. He was on earlier, and I was his kind of convert onto it. Um, that's a uh, strenuous orb on Twitter. Uh, no, tra- uh, transient, transient tiefling. Oh, okay. Um, Jesus Christ, and, that's that's terrible. Of me. I've only recorded like 130 episodes. You think I would remember everybody? On? I'm so sorry, Nick. <laughs> that said, it like it was it was. 60 episodes ago it was like three years four years (laughs) so i can't even remember what like i did last week so you're perfectly fine um (laughs) most of them though like i i i don't i feel bad taking a credit like oh yeah i sold these people on the souls games but at least like i'm hoping that they all are happy that they are playing it and they got to play it you know Mm mm-hmm that's good. That's 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 a that's a nice like if you can introduce somebody to a good game, especially a good series. I like I think that, I feel like that's a good it's a good thing to do for someone. Yeah. And I I feel like 
I'm I'm very bad at being on the internet. Um, I'm I feel like every time I'm typing something in text, um, it just comes out the exact opposite way that I want. So I don't usually communicate with uh, with people on forums about Dark Souls or anything like that. So my kind of way to I guess spread the the gospel of this series. Um, is just to to try to introduce as many people as I can to it in the best way possible. Because I feel like uh, my brother, in fact, like he got introduced. He he runs a stream, and he went on. He did, played the second game on the stream, and they they did him dirty starting it out. Um, they would you know they would do the the evil Dark Souls thing of like, hey, you should walk this way, and he walks right into the trap or something like that. Yeah. So I, I always try to to introduce them and then kind of try to help them along with their first game, or or at least keep on encouraging them. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a fine line that you have to walk because, especially on a stream, you want to see somebody you know hit, get the mimic for the first time, and you want to see that reaction yep. because you did that, and you know you want to see somebody else do that, fall for the same thing. But if you're like just actively telling someone, Hey, that chest over there sure does look interesting. Why don't you go open that chest? Hey guys, look at that chest. Look at the chest. It's, it's something a little bit different. Like, and I've seen that, I've seen both of those on streams before. And I think nowadays most streamers are pretty good about being like, Hey guys, I don't like, I don't need you to backseat game me here. Like you guys are here to watch me, not to tell me what to do. Like this isn't, this isn't Twitch plays dark souls too. This is Jeremy plays dark souls too. Yeah. And and I, I still try to get my brother to, to, to play it at least off of his stream because like I, I want him to learn because I think that he would, he would absolutely love the series. But I also don't blame him, you know, because if if you get if you keep getting mad like that and keep getting in there and getting into those bad traps, then yeah, I don't, I don't blame people who get bounced off the series like that. I do hope they come back because I, I think it's a series that's worth playing. But so, um, what do you think that was that? prevented you from finishing demon souls was what did, you, did dark souls one just come out and you were like yes i'm gonna go play that now <laughs> and you were like oh, i'm just gonna take a break on demon souls um i'm i'm really bad at video games <laughs> and it, it wasn't until dark souls where i finally got the the control system clicked in my head um so even even up through playing dark souls one i was still like I would press square to attack and instead I would be healing or um, I would just mix up the controls. So after a while, um, you know, and I, I'd still kind of play it every once in a while, but I'd be like, oh, maybe I would have an easier time trying this as a, as a cleric or things like that. And so I would, I would constantly try to play it and it would always kind of be like right next to my PS3. Um, but it wasn't really, I think, until after Dark Souls, when I kind of got better at the game, that I came back to Demon Souls and actually was able to complete it. What does that uh, act of getting better look like? Like, what did you, what did it take for everything to finally click? Was it just an extended amount of time spent with the games, or did something, did something just click in your mind, and you're like, okay, now, I, now I, I can remember where all the buttons are. I think it was it was sometime after the Bell Gargoyle and Capra Demon um, was where it kind of clicked. And I think it was just like I started he, I, I, didn't, I don't think it was the environment because even in Demon Souls I started I, I kept a, uh, like a, a big eye on the environment to make sure that nothing would trick me uh, but I think it was just a mix of the controls and getting dodge timing down and like during that time it clicked and then once Capra Demon came over I like I didn't die at all and I just like and, you know looking back on it now like not dying to the Capra Demon once is not a very huge event but after beating that I was like I I think that was the moment in my head where the game just kind of snapped into place so did you um, from there did you finish Dark Souls 1 did you or did you go like want to go back to Demon Souls at that point I I finished Dark Souls 1 and then I went back to Demon Souls um Dark Dark Souls 1 though I I feel like I kind of cheated because I had a 
a friend that I introduced to Demon Souls before, and he beat the game before me. Um, but we ended up getting two TVs together in the same living room. And that is how I played Dark Souls 1 to begin. Um, so some of the things I, I felt like I had, I knew knowledge of because I've seen him, I saw him do it. So I was like, ooh, okay, now I know what to do on this. But, but yeah, no, the, um, I, I feel like I, I had that bit of trickery with Dark Souls that gave, gave me that extra edge. And from there, I could, I just kind of went back and I just started doing Demon Souls a lot better than ever before just armed with that kind of game knowledge just went back and sweeped it up i mean not sweeped it up i still you know penetrator is still a hard fight and um i i still died a, a lot but i definitely had a much easier time after beating that yeah it's 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 strange like how you would think that the skills would go over like it would be like you can, if you could play Dark Souls one, you could probably go back and play Demon Souls and be better at it, but still not. I guess still take like there's so many minor adjustments that you have to make for each individual game. None of them quite play exactly the same, and it's it's yeah. like you know, and it's really easy to say, oh, these are the Souls games, and kind of group them all together, and I think that works. But also, like you can start getting into very minute differences between each each and every one, which you know means that. When I went from Dark Souls two to Bloodborne, I was like, oh, I've played three Souls games now, and I got just smashed by the cleric beast from when I first found him. <laughs> right? Like, I was like, oh wait, maybe yeah. I don't have all. Maybe I have not gotten good. Maybe I need to get good at this. So. That that happened with me from from one to two, and then especially Bloodborne to three. I had such a hard time going uh, from Bloodborne over two three, where I just. You know, the, the faster combat kind of stuck, but everything else, and even just the mindset of the, of Dark Souls 3 blew me right off course, and it took me a long time to kind of, I, I would even say, like, get the confidence back on 3 to kind of keep going. Um, but yeah, no, the, it, it, it I, I feel bad saying that in Dark Souls, like from Dark Souls, I went to Demon Souls and tried to clear it out because I, I really didn't. And like, Dark Demon Souls is also the only game where I, I played as a Dex character. Usually, I play as like the the generic kind of like uh, uh, cute boy with a big toy kind of gigantic sword. Um, <laughs> That's a really good cute boy with a big toy is a really good way. <laughs> yep. and man, it it. Since, like, going from that to Demon Souls, it didn't take a while to kind of get back into the kind of groove of playing with dexterity and backstabbing. And for some reason, when Demon Souls hit, I thought, like, backstabbing was, like, the greatest tool that I could ever have. And, I mean, it's still really good, but for some reason, most of, of Demon Souls, like, even in my head, I still think of it as the game where I backstab a lot of people and somehow win the game sure yeah you can uh it's it's really easy especially in demon souls to, to rely on backstabbing i had a much harder problem with uh doing the backstab thing in dark souls 3 uh, and i think that's specifically because they made that game knowing that that's how most players played dark souls you know get behind it stab it in the butt or stab it in the back and they specifically yeah. you know program those enemies and uh, program those movements to 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 counter against that yeah, and I mean even even the uh, the Dark Souls uh, two the uh, turtle armor guys have that specific just like yeah. you don't get to backstab hack just falling backwards and the first time that <laughs> happened to me like I I think I audibly like was like oh sh- oh god it's a uh, I saw that they they showed that off in one of the like pre release movies or you know videos or whatever yeah. and uh that's something that i really wish i could stop myself from w- watching any kind of pre-release footage like I, I can't like i just i'm physically unable to like i'm addicted but uh like seeing that in the game for the first time like i think would have gotten a, a pretty good a pr- pretty large laugh for me because <laughs> it's, it's just because it was so funny that when i saw it in the video so i can only imagine how it would be if it actually happened to me for the first time yeah no it, it hit me figuratively and literally like a truck <laughs> And I, I I try very hard 
the you know the cinematic like the initial trailer that comes out and then i try not to watch anything else and so i had no idea about that that guy and someone i was you know i was doing the standard circle to try to backstab and like i just got flattened and died and i was like well all right (laughs) what uh so you were playing demon souls you switched to dark souls and obviously Mm -hmm. at that point you started um playing them on release at what point are you because you mentioned you were on it uh you were on the essay threads and everything were you participating in that community are you participating in the any of the outside community of souls or are you just kind of just like playing the games and kind of just absorbing stuff i i mostly played the game and absorbed stuff and as i said like i can't i have a very hard time with being online like i play mmos and i don't join guilds because i just have that like weird online anxiety mm-hmm. when it comes to text so that's that's what i i think part of the reason why i love the multiplayer in the soul series so much is because i i can't even speak so um i that's kind of what i fell in love with and i i felt since i couldn't join any community i could only kind of observe watch i would try to do the community events like um uh what was it there was the uh the one that i remember off the top of my head was the painted world of dark souls where there was that pvp event that was years ago now Sure. Yeah. I don't even remember what I that did, was. I did, but, I did um, a bunch of the, that stuff, and like there was a, for a yeah. while, like they were uh, somebody on Tumblr. I don't remember who. I should probably go back and try to figure out who was doing like Christmas events and stuff like that. Like people dressing up like Dark Souls Santa Claus and handing out you know Titanite chunks and things like that. Yep. So I would I would try to do those, and then I felt I couldn't contribute online. I would just I would try to to help as many people as I could to play the games and enjoy them in in person. Um, but uh, yeah, I tried to, I tried to help out as many people co-op wise as well, but I, I, I don't know, there was just something about me being like, even like, uh, with like the duck feet slack, like I have the duck feet slack, but I, I, I just kind of observe, I never really type in there because every, like every time I try to make a joke, it just, for some reason, it just doesn't come out right when I tape it out. Yeah, that's um, it's it's a weird thing about being on the internet and trying to like, cause it text doesn't necessarily do sarcasm very well, and I was always a very yeah. sarcastic person, so trying to come across like things, <laughs> trying to say things like that, and you're and you're right, like Souls has a has an ability, like just since you're limited with gestures and things like that to to communicate with somebody, like it's it's easier to be online and not worry about it. That's that's a really interesting point. I never really thought about that because Dark Souls was one of my first really true multiplayer games like i I never really participated in you know your call of duties or anything like that um yeah like the idea of getting on a on a microphone with somebody i'd done it a little bit playing burnout paradise with goons but that was really it and there's something like i I think there was a pressure to be good at something and feel like you're not holding somebody back if you're playing with other people yeah, but Dark Souls was never that, right? Like it felt like everybody was on the same side. Nobody knew what they were doing, and if they did, they were there to kill you. So yep. <laughs> it didn't. I didn't. I didn't have that kind of anxiety about it. That's interesting. I never really. I never had, had, had thought about that being specifically with with Dark Souls before. Yeah, it's it's something that I, especially like I've only I only thought about that while, like when you, when we messaged over over Twitter. I didn't really think about how much that meant to me until now. Like the, just the idea that I, I don't feel like I'm limited because I don't usually type or uh, do, do voice calls with like people on in, you know, like, as you said, like call of duty or, mm-hmm. or rainbow six or something like that. And I, I feel like because of that, I've been, I've been, I've done more online in the soul series than any other game that would be like this or any other kind of like a online game specifically that, because of that like that that kind of one layer removed level of communication right yeah that that reduction has just has meant so much to me it must have uh, really fucked you up when they put those uh, wood carvings in and all of a sudden people can spam hello all the time oh no i was one of those <laughs> i i'm very very sorry I mean, I'm I'm sorry, um, <laughs> but those those I I still loved, and I would just I would spam those if someone else was. Oh yeah, yeah. 
I was always really disappointed. Um, there was a glitch in Dark Souls 1 that they patched out. Um, and you may have encountered it too, the dragon head glitch, where you could um, you no. would use an item, and I don't remember quite exactly what the, the method was, but you would use an item and you would end up just spitting that item out of your mouth, using the, like, like walking around like doing the dragon head's roar. <laughs> Uh, so people would do it with throwing knives and make machine guns, or they do it with prism stones yeah. and like crash your game. But I really, really wanted somebody to. But of course, it was patched by the time the DLC came out. But just oh. to, to just like machine gun out the. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 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 sorry, sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just really, really grief somebody online and have a good time doing it and say you're sorry the entire time that you're doing it. <laughs> hey, at least you're apologizing during it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you're not a complete <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah. I'm sad I didn't know about that. My first character was a was a dragon covenant, so I'm like I'm like oh I wish I I wish I found out about that glitch earlier. It was fun. Like I think most people just did it to try to get um, maximum souls so they could try to get to a maximum level or something. Yeah. But even that was like it took a long time to do it. <laughs> like, it took yeah. a ridiculously long time to do it, and there's really no point in doing it. No, you, you're you're going to be powerful enough by the end of the game. Um. As you're so, talk to me about Dark Souls two a little bit. Like you played through Dark Souls one, now you're you're playing Dark Souls two. Everyone kind of has a, a an opinion on Dark Souls two in a way that they don't have with the other games, specifically because of the kind of pre release hype and then the post release disappointment. And now everything has come back around again. And like if it, oh, it's way better than than anything else now. Um, and so I'm curious, like when you first picked it up as 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 a, as a player that had probably been watching that stuff up to that point, like what did you think? How did you how did you get along with Dark Souls two? Dark Souls 2, when I first played it, I actually, I liked the feel of the game a bit more than Dark Souls 1, or I thought it was a bit more, like, uh, physical than Dark Souls 1. And uh, I'm not going to lie, Dark Souls 2 is the only Dark Souls game that I haven't beat yet. Um, I got up and I got stuck on the Shrine of Amana, and, and usually, like, just like Demon Souls, I would get stuck around an area, and then I'd kind of come back to it later. And I actually started about six months ago or so. I started playing through Dark Souls Two again, and I'm still I'm taking my time, especially because now I've got a like every once in a while I've got like a flares of carpal tunnel, so I don't I don't get to play it as much without being in at least a, a, a bit of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, every once in a while, like, I'll sit down, I'll play, I'll get through a new area, and I'm trying out, I've never done a, a mage fully through the game. Like, through, like, beat the end boss kind of uh, wizard. You know, hexer in, in Dark Souls 2 case, because why, would why wouldn't I use hexes? So, I'm, I'm going through that now, trying to beat it, and... I, I mean, I can't really say, because I've never fully beaten Dark Souls 2, but I... Despite not beating it, like the parts that I've played and I've really enjoyed, and I, I feel I never really got the the hate on Dark Souls too. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how they could have made a sequel to the game, and I think that Dark Souls Two is a very interesting sequel, and I care way more about it being interesting than it being like just another Dark Souls game, if that makes sense. Like It, it does, yeah. Uh, I, I guess, like, Kojima's problem with, like, Metal Gear Solid 2, he can make an interesting game, or he can make just a better Metal Gear Solid. And so he chose to make the interesting game. And that's a weird comparison to make, but I, I feel like FromSoft made the more interesting game of it. That talks a bit more. And part of the thing that I liked about it is, like, in that in that intro cinematic, they had the the guy kind of, or the main character kind of like phasing in and out of memory, mm-hmm. and the fact that Dark Souls Two like does that with things like going from Earthen Peak to the old Iron King, and I I feel like that elevator, you know, not a physical elevator as much as your character just kind of blacking out, not knowing how they got to the old Iron King, but they that's where they are now, you know. And when I first thought about that when I was playing, it, like, blew my mind. And, you know, I knew about lore from Dark Souls and Dark Souls uh, and Demon Souls, but the kind of, um, what am I thinking of? Like, the, the 
the the merging of kind of your character's loss of sanity into you going to places that don't make sense on how you got there. Like, I loved it. It it really it's it's something, and I've had people on the podcast before talk about their experiences with dementia or Alzheimer's and things like that with their family members and how much mm-hmm. Dark Souls Two spoke to them. Um, but I, it, it's it's I'm very curious at the, as to the level of intentionality. Um, obviously, the NPCs do that, and then I'm curious if they specifically wanted the world design to feel that way sometimes because it's the way that it happens, like you can, you can view it as, as relatively gamey. Like I went up an elevator and now I'm on the top of a mountain or the bottom of a whatever. And, and you can write it off like who, in, in the big, in the grand scheme of things, like who fucking cares. But if it is actually yeah. something that they wanted and they've talked about this, like they talked about how that was kind of a design error that they just had to lean into because, you know, of development troubles. But I also really like the idea of justifying it as your character slowly, but surely kind of losing your mind <laughs> over yeah. the course of the game and like waking up and going, okay, well I'm in this castle. I guess I got to kill everything in this castle and the, the the giant lava monster at the end, even though I don't quite remember why it works so well thematically that I, that yeah. I don't care about the actual intentionality behind it. I am curious about it, but if they didn't do it on purpose, then it was a happy accident for everybody. Yeah, no, it, it, it's like, for me, that seemed to be like the best little accident that had that they could do, because that was like it was such a cool feeling to play a character that, in a sense, was not always abiding by your actions because they didn't know just as much as you did, and even even if they didn't really fully mean it, um, even if they didn't fully mean it, I think that the as you said, the intent doesn't matter as much as I guess uh, the death of the author kind of shenanigans like that's I think that's is that the general take on how people view it in terms of the the lore I think so yeah I think um I'm and I'm not a I'm not a lore expert by any means uh but I think there's there's a lot of things look that delve into that especially with the way that, that they they took things to Dark Souls 3 I think that I think that's a perfectly reasonable way to interpret all of the events of Dark Souls 2. Yeah, so, so that's that's kind of how I, I like it, and I think that alone makes, like, I think that elevates Dark Souls 2's kind of gameplay, and now I'm, I'm like, after we're done, like, I'm gonna go back and continue playing through Dark Souls 2, because <laughs> I, it, it really, like, it's really, really cool just to think about. Tell me about uh, Bloodborne. Bloodborne, I originally, I originally wasn't going to pick up Bloodborne, um, but I was working that day, and the game came out, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go buy the limited edition of Bloodborne, because I have all the other games on my PS3 and PS4, so why not continue the trend? So I, I picked it up, and I, I played through it a little bit, and then, like, you know, just like Demon Souls, I kind of had a break halfway through when I picked it back up when the old Hunters came out. Um, and I, I feel like I got, I had the best kind of surprise with Bloodborne because I, um, I didn't know about the, the Eldritch kind of things before I stopped playing. Mm-hmm. So when I picked it back up and I think I was at, I got stuck on the Bloodborne, the Bloodstained Beast. Um, I beat Vicar Amelia, and then I didn't know where to go, and I thought I had to beat the Bloodstained Beast. So then I stopped playing for a while, then I picked it up at the the Old Hunters, and then, you know, after a bit after that, the Eldritch Horror starts happening, and I was like, that was another moment where I was just kind of like, oh, the stakes just changed here. <laughs> um, and, like, I I fell in love with it. I don't know as much as the other games. I still love the game, um, especially because that since I picked it up after the old hunters, I I couldn't really get a, a good weapon that I really liked until I found the world gig saw. And the world gig saw out of any of the games is my favorite weapon. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's it's pretty outstanding. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, this, this, it's one of my faves. The ridiculous lawnmower yo-yo toy of death, and after that, like I just 
started having like a, a, a grand time and just the entire rest of the game up till like up till German and the moon presence, I just used the world kicksaw and nothing else. It's it's really something special. Like out of all of the weapons in Bloodborne, um, and I think there's there's weapons that are more fun. But like for a pure unmitigated damage output of just I've got this giant thing and it's it's a giant saw on a stick and I'm just churning through weird monstrosities. Like there's something so yep. satisfying about that. Yep. It, it's you you've got the evil dead moment of like revving up the chainsaw. Let's go to town. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It is very very evil dead. I agree. Yep. And- <laughs> And I was just like, I don't, I don't know where to put Bloodborne on it because like I really, really enjoyed my time with it. Um, but I, I think it's, I think just because I'm a, I'm a sucker for the fantasy vibes of the the Souls games that I rank it slightly lower, despite you know it having one of my favorite weapons. And I, I really, I love the combat system of Bloodborne above most of the souls games just because it's it's a lot more fluid um it's it's and it's a lot more hectic it's it's very it it always brought me back to like the first few times in demon souls of fighting like phalanx or the tower knight where i'm like oh oh like hearts kind of pounding um starting to like sweat a little bit like getting a bit panicked and i feel like bloodborne had that for such a long period over me um that up until like even the one reborn kind of making oh, i just accidentally made a comparison between those two but like the one we even up to the one reborn i still had that kind of like that panic that something like dark souls 3 never really had for me um what do you, do you yeah. think that's just a, a, a product of the setting? Because Bloodborne is definitely leans more into the to the horror genre than I think Dark Souls three does, than any of the Souls games and any of the other yeah. like Dark Souls one or two. Maybe like even further than Demon Souls, and Demon Souls leans further than 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 the other games do. So do you yeah. think that was mostly it? Just like the the fact that it's trying to scare you, whereas Dark Souls three is not necessarily trying to scare you so much as surprise you. I think it was that mixed with. Um uh, the evading, like the sidestepping. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like sidestepping is is so quick and so jarring compared to rolling in other games that I feel like an, until you kind of get a good hang, or at least for me, until I got a real good hang of sidestepping, like it it felt like a very. I don't. I it felt like I I like. I could very easily press, press it to kind of get out of situations. So it led to me like rapid mashing sidestepping. Like it's nothing. And I think like that made it feel like I was losing control of the battle, which then kind of kept spiraling out. And I feel like I don't I don't wanna say like that was another intentional thing, but like that kind of combination of like the horror elements of Bloodborne plus the ability to let me have an oh like an oh shit button that I can just rapidly press to like side skirt around kind of gave me this disconnect where like I would like panic press the sidestep button a bunch of times and I would end up like completely around the beast and I'm like how did I get here? Oh god, what do I do? <laughs> so that like they gave me too much control on my character and because of that, like I feel like I I led myself to be panicked more in more situations than I should have. Yeah, it's um, it's real easy to get yourself into a posi- like an oh shit moment with Bloodborne, right? Like you can just yeah. start hitting that 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 dodge and mechanic and just be like oh ah, and just freak out a little bit, which is a lot of fun. Like I think that that's I think oh that's, it's great. I mean that's a, that's a, that's a good feeling in video games when it's freaking you out a little bit. Yeah, and yeah, no, that, that if that sounded negative, no, that was. Like, I I loved every moment of like a fight <laughs> like that happened, and I just started panicking hardcore. It's a uh, Bloodborne is, is, is sure is something special. I haven't I haven't been asking people this. I've been kind of forgetting, but um, I usually ask people if they are Chalice Dungeons fans. Are you are you a Chalice Dungeon person? I I I never really did the Chalice Dungeons all that much mm-hmm. because once I um once I ended up beating the Bloodstained Beast, I thought 
the next area to go to was the Chalice Dungeons, because I never found that little area to uh, the Charnel House until later, and that would take me into that doesn't take you into other areas, does it? Uh, that's a dead end, but oh, it's it's really easy to miss like the little path down to go to the the dude that unlocks the door, the skeleton that's yes. asking for a password. Um, yep. Maybe yep. My, so maybe I'm, my favorite Souls NPC ever, the skeleton password guy. So. Oh yes, the laughing skeleton man. Um, but yeah, I I thought that chalice dungeons were actually the key to progression. Like I had to do them, so I did it. And the first boss that I faced was giant abomination Mm -hmm. and he destroyed me (laughs) and so after that i was like you know uh maybe not so i i do want to go back and go through chalice dungeons again because i feel like i didn't give it a a a great shake and i know that it gets a a really bad rap but it's something that like i want to go through bloodborne again and i actually want to give chalice dungeons like a real fair shake Sounds like you have a lot of video games on on the on, the, on your uh, on your agenda to play. <laughs> oh, I've, I'm drowning in video games right now. It's it's not good. It's 2018, man. It's 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 extremely good year for video games. It's been it's, yeah, last I, two years have been extremely good for video games. I haven't even like I haven't beat The Witcher and like a, a Polish game about a book series that I've read. I mean, it doesn't like I I feel bad. And then there's you know like uh, which is uh what's coming out soon i mean there is the remaster that's coming out i still don't know if i'm gonna buy that but there there's just so many good games what would uh what would put you off on buying the remaster um mostly because like i have i have dark souls i might actually get it for the pc because i have a weird problem with the pc game that has come over uh multiple pcs and I can't find a fix for it where if my camera is facing the same way that I'm, I'm moving a character. So like if I'm moving a character forward and my camera's facing in the direction that I'm moving the analog stick, mm-hmm. um, my character can't w- run. He only walks. That's really strange. It's really strange. And it has gone through two different computers, the same exact issue, three different controllers, the whole nine yards on it. Um, so I might end up getting it for the PC, but I mean, other than that, like, I don't, I feel like Dark Souls in itself is already such a, a perfect kind of package that while like the resolution and the, the frame rate drops not happening in Light Town might be like really nice. It's not necessary. Yeah, I um, I've gone back recently and played Dark Souls One on the um on the Xbox One backwards compatibility, mm-hmm. and then also on the PS3. And um, it's interesting that those games are it, it's you're definitely feeling its age at this point. Like you're you know we're um, six and a half years out, I think. And yeah. uh, it's it like the UI is 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 kind of bad. <laughs> the fact really? that you can't I mean just like it's just big, right? Like imagine yeah. like if you compare that to Dark Souls 2 or Dark Souls 3 or even Bloodborne where you you know, you see four items on the screen as you're scrolling your inventory at one time. <laughs> like it's just wow. it's just it's it's so huge and and kind of covers the screen and because they were compensating for um you know, standard definition televisions because back then like yep. you couldn't rely on those kind of HD resolutions and it's it it holds up remarkably well and uh I but like for me, the remaster is is an instant buy on PS4 just because I want all of my children on the same console. Like I just you know, without having to go back to the 360 or the PS3. Like you can play it on Xbox One with the backwards compatibility, but I feel like especially since Bloodborne has been such a huge hit, people are going to be playing Dark Souls One on PS4 like they like nobody's business, and like having that kind of server population there, having having that game on that platform, I think will be a, a huge deal. That's that's actually a really good point, and like I have all of the games other than Dark Souls Three, which I have on my PC. But like other than Dark Souls Three, I have all of the versions of like the Souls games, and so like I might have to buy it to complete the collection. I, I as much as I want it on the the Switch, I don't feel like having Dark Souls Portable is going to be like a, a big selling point. I I don't need to play it portable. Um, but I mean that the PS4 might be really good because that will be a lot of people kind of 
going and playing it again, and I get to, I might be the person who goes and uh, just stays at soul level one and goes get Havel armor and uh, you know dark fire and go chill around undead purgatory. There you go, just <laughs> just to be just that like person. what happened to me. Yeah, <laughs> you're in good company because, like I said earlier like dark souls was my first online game but it turned me into something that i'm not really quite proud of like i i, I started actively trying to mess up people not not like there, there's a, there's a difference right there's a difference between actively like trying to uh ruin someone's, ruin experience. someone's experience versus like you know just troll them really hard and i think that yeah the the trolling is where i'm yeah. at that's it turned me into a, a to a weird troll person and i'm not really not really into that <laughs> usually so um what do you as somebody who's played these games for like almost 10 years like just about since they came out uh what are you looking forward to with from from software like we know we've got that shadows dot twice trailer the remaster is coming out they've got a bunch of unannounced games that um that they're they've said that they're working on but they don't want to talk about just yet so in your ideal world where where are you at with from software i'm i'm really hoping they're gonna do something completely different um you know, and that's that's. I think that's like a, a pretty common opinion. But like, I feel like they've done so much with the Souls series that I want to see what happens when they're doing something that's like something do something with another genre or um, even something like. I mean, people have been asking for, an, and I like to see what Armored Core looks like after the Souls games. Yeah. Or um, even doing something like uh, I, I, after playing, you know, the Souls games, I've kind of looked back at the uh, the Echo Stay Night series, and just doing a pure horror. What what would they do? How would they do that after the Soul series? And they kind of have, you know, they've got to have the money now, and they have like this really wide berth of experience that I want to see. Like I want to see something different that they want to do if that makes sense like something that's just i wouldn't if they did another souls game be kind of disappointed in a sense as much as i love the soul series i want to see them expand and and bring that mind that brought souls together and try it out upon different genres or different ideas i'm I'm with you like uh as as much as I love the basic gameplay of the Souls games, like the the, the kind of common threads from Demon Souls to uh, Dark Souls Three, I would be so I, I just want to see these people do anything, right? Like I just want them to just be creative and amazing. Like I don't want them to feel like they have uh, um that they have to make a, another Souls game. So like uh, you know, I'm sure I'm, like I'd, I have to imagine that uh, you know at some point they had a conversation with Namco like hey we. We, we know that like dark souls is super popular, but like, we're not going to do dark souls Four. like we're, we're going to end it here. Um, and that, that took a lot of bravery, right? Like that, that had to be really hard to turn down prop what is probably a bunch of money and guaranteed money to do something yeah. creative. So I'm hoping that they lean into that as far as they can. So. I'm what I'm really hoping, you know, like I, I feel like the soul series kind of made Namco Bandai, like a huge player in like at least the West, because I know that they've done a bunch of games in Japan and things like that. But like it kind of made Bandai Namco like a huge sum of money and a lot of recognition in the West. So I'm hoping that like if they're gonna make another game through them, that they just they give them that that kind of like you know do what you want. Here's here's the money. Make make another big winner and mm-hmm. just let them do whatever. And hopefully they can do that. I think that's also the hopefully. Because Dark Souls One feels like so much like lightning in a bottle, and there's been some some troubling things that have that have continued to happen. Like the, some, you know, you think about the HP bloat across the games, and like what they made like leaned into that yeah. marketing a little bit. And yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to the future though. Like uh, those those dudes seem like they can they can make a bunch of games that are, are really fun. Yeah, and I mean either way, I'm probably gonna even if they like the shadows never die is gonna be Bloodborne too. I'm still probably gonna buy it no matter what. You know, day one, even if I say that I'm not. Oh, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on record as saying, like, it'll, it'll take them, like, it'll take Namco producing, like, Dark Souls 6 and, like, having the last two games be terrible before I'm like, well, maybe I'm not, maybe I don't need to pre-order this. <laughs> like, yeah. they've, they've got yeah. me for, for another few games, no matter what. So. Yep. Yeah. 
Well, Ziggy, thank you very much for uh, for getting up early on a Saturday morning and uh, podcasting with me. I really appreciate it. No, thank you, thank you so much for inviting me on here. It's it's been an absolute blast. I really, I it's a series that I love and I love talking about, and I'm so happy I've had the chance to. Where can you be found on the internet if people want to want to chat you up? Um, well, I don't have a huge presence, but I mean, if you do want to want to see, um, twitter.com slash Ziggy Brennan and the, the, the spelling of it will be in the description. Uh, I don't want to go through slowly and just say, see, <laughs> yeah, so hit, it'll, hit, it'll hit be the down link. there. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be in the yeah. show notes. So go, if you're, if you're listening to your, your podcatcher right now, then go, go, go check that out and hit that up. Um, is there anywhere else or is that, is that pretty much it? I think that's really about it. Cool. Well, thank you again for guesting. As always, I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. You can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find the podcast at don'tgiveupskeleton.com. That has links to Patreon if you want to support the show. It also has links to the new t-shirts, which I don't remember if I've actually mentioned on the podcast yet, but those have been on Twitter. So if you want to get a skelly on your belly, uh, that you can go to don'tgiveupskeleton.com, and there's a link to buy a shirt there. So that's super cool. Uh, thank you, everybody, for leaving iTunes reviews, including the guy that left me a one-star review that just said boring. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Taking the time to review the show. <laughs> um, we'll be back next week with another guest. And uh, until then, remember, don't give up skeleton. Cool. Good to go. All right. All right, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>